when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps, I am uber excited. I have an incredible repeat guest. He's one of my faves because we talk deep about social media and basically the psychology behind it. His name is Brian Kinghorn, and he is an associate professor at Marshall University of Education, and he spends a lot of time thinking and talking about social media. So, Brian, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And um, I just uh, mirrored you, which is what we do on social media. Um, When somebody says, I'm doing well, somebody else will say they're doing well. And that's one of the things that we tend to do is we tend to react to the things that we see, right? And today we're going to talk about how social media affects us. And, And one of the reasons why we decided to do this podcast was because you were talking about how people are just getting frustrated and quitting, right? Yeah getting off of social media, kind of knee-jerk reactions. And there's lots of good reasons to do that, <clears throat> but I think that um, it's happening without uh, without thinking through it, and I hope we can address that today. Mm-hmm. So one of the conversations we were having as we were getting started is you were talking about a student who mentioned something about assessment. So how did that happen, and what, what came out of that? So I'm teaching an assessment class for education majors, and I asked my students to... Um, create a simile or an analogy of what assessment is. And one of the students said, uh, assessment is like a gun. And I was like, what? And he's like, I know I sound very West Virginian by saying that, but then he described the gun as a tool. And it depends on whose hand it is, <clears throat> whether that tool is used for good or bad. And, and that really works with assessment. So many times when we take a test or uh, have an assessment, it's just a terrible experience. Uh, and it doesn't really tell us very much. But in the hands of a properly trained educator, um, an assessment can be a very, very powerful tool for good, and it can be a great experience for the students. So I thought that it's kind of like that with social media. Social media is just a tool. Um, it's actually a more powerful tool than I would say a gun because it influences our minds uh, and it can do uh, or influences in ways that are evil beyond evil, but also in ways that are so good we can't even imagine them or couldn't have imagined them 20 years ago uh, before we had these social media tools. So I was just listening to this um, interview and the interviewer asked this person and and it just really kind of sparked me. It says, you know, what would it take to get you to go to a building and beat up a police officer. What would possibly convince you to do that? And what it made me think of was, man, that's, you know, I I couldn't imagine myself doing that. I have no desire to do it, but obviously, you know, social media is so powerful because it digs into the emotions. 
that um, it can do good or it can do bad, right? I mean, that's basically what we're talking about is that, you know, it, it could either be a sign like the end is near or it can be lost dog. You know, it, it just depends on what you focus on and pay attention to. Is that about right? Yeah. So if you look at that, uh, what gets people to do these things uh, that they wouldn't think of doing on their own? Uh, people use social media to manipulate and they use fear. Uh, the affect heuristic is basically getting people to make decisions based on their emotions. And that's really what a lot of marketing is. You try and evoke emotion, um, and that can be used for good. It can be used to benefit people's lives, but it can also be used to get them to think that they are losing out on something and that the only way that they can save their way of life is to get up and uh, follow this call to arms or call to action. And so there is bad. It can be absolutely terrible. It can be life-changing and it can destroy lives and communities. But on the flip side of it, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, during this pandemic, we talked about earlier uh, in, a, in a previous uh, interview, a podcast where we were talking about social distancing versus physical distancing. And we're not really social distancing. We're just trying to stay six feet apart. Uh, but right. the social media helped us right. to, to, to maintain these social connections and these opportunities to bring people together and to really make a difference for good in the world. I, I'm the director of the National Youth Science Camp. And last summer, I was able to have an entirely virtual camp with 130 delegates from all over the country, uh, 50 of them from 12 different nations. And we all came together and engaged on social media, Zoom and other tools uh, in amazing ways uh, because these tools are available to us now. And so there is so much good on the, uh, on the flip side of that coin. There is a lot of good, and it, it's not that I don't. I don't think social media unto itself is evil in any way, shape, or form. And I don't think we want to, you know, go down that road. But one one of the things that I think that's important to understand is that when you are on social media, it basically is feeding you what you feed it, right? I mean, that's that's basically what the algorithms do, is they want you to stay engaged more, because if you're engaged more, they sell more ads and they make more money. So basically what they're doing is they're echoing what you do in order to keep you engaged, right? Yeah. Um, it reminds me of that... Uh that little parable about the two wolves, right? Mm -hmm. There's the wolf that is um, all the bad things in our lives. And then there's the wolf that's all the good things in our lives. And which wolf wins? The one you feed. Uh, that's the one that survives. And really, yeah, these, these algorithms are set up so that what you engage with is what gets engaged with more. Um, and that's a really important discussion that I think we need to have today because social media is set up in a way that they want to make money. And if you are not okay with that, that's just the way it is, right? Um, if you're getting it for free, you are the product being sold. You are not the consumer or the customer. And so we just need to kind of get that away and say, okay, I realize I'm using these tools for free. I'm not their customer. They're using my eyes. They're trying to get marketing dollars and ad dollars. And what I look at is what I see more of because that's how the algorithms work. And so with that being said, I, I think the, the key question or the key thing that we're trying to get across here is that you have the power to choose what you look at, what you act upon, whether you're on social media or not, for good or for bad, right? Absolutely. 
Um, I'm thinking about, um, that's funny. There's these kind of fake posts that people put out there uh, on Facebook saying that they, Facebook changed their algorithm and this is how you can do this. And they have all this list of steps of things that, that you're supposed to do in order to uh, see other people's feeds. And they say, it's amazing. I can now see things I never saw before. And honestly, there's only one thing you needed to do there, not all that other stuff that um, the person's trying to get you to jump through hoops to do, uh, sometimes for nefarious purposes. But really what you need to do is engage with those people. And so putting a post out like that and getting more engagement means the more people engage with you and you see them and they see you. Uh, and so that's just a kind of a simple way to um, trick people into gaming the algorithm to some degree and seeing what they want to see. Uh, but basically, what you click on, what you engage with, what you interact with is what you see more of. And what you scroll past, you see less of. Yes. And I, I think one of the lessons to be learned here is, you know, whatever you put out there, too, and what you get people to engage with is the same kind of thing. So I think one of the things from a marketing standpoint that people need to think about is if you're engaging with controversial negative stuff, you're going to see more of that and you will be associated with it. If you're constantly posting positive things and managing your feed and trying to communicate with people that way, it's going to feed more of the people who want to see that stuff, right? Yeah, um, I would actually use the word instead of managing, curating. And uh, you think of a museum. There's so many things in a museum that can't be out on the on public display, right? And so much of what we do in social media, I think, is 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 curating. Uh, sometimes it's curating in a very negative way that you tell a story that's not real. You just put this very positive image of yourself out there and, uh, and then you compare yourselves to everybody else's positive. Uh, but curating in the sense of what you choose to post, uh, if we're thinking of it more as a, as a museum curator, is that you pick and choose what you decide goes out there. Uh, as the director of the National Youth Science Camp, as a a professor, as a father, I don't want to put anything out there on social media that people would look at and 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 question uh, my credentials or think, wow, that's not really aligned with who Brian Kinghorn is. Uh, and so it's it's really I'm curating in a way that 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 uh, enhances who I am in a positive way, not hides who I am in a in a, in a way that. Uh, uh, makes for problems in, in social media. And I think as we think about, is it something that is worthwhile to put online? Uh, is it something that we can, um, will be worthwhile to others? And is it something that benefits society? Um, and and you, you post a lot of these caption challenges uh, and they're mm -hmm. funny and people enjoy getting a laugh out of those. So just because it's not serious doesn't mean it's not beneficial. Uh, and so I try to find a balance in those things between stuff I'm posting about education, stuff that I'm posting about uh, my personal beliefs, stuff I post about parenting, some funny stuff that's out there, uh, and just really try to make a difference for good in what I post. And I really can't tell you how many times I've had people re respond back to me and say, Brian, I'm just really grateful for the things that you post online. I, I feel like 
it speaks to me. And I'm just grateful that I can look at your feed and be uplifted, uh, whether it's in a spiritual way or an academic or, intelli- uh, or uh, intellectual way, or whether it's just funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that is a key in how we can use this social media uh, for good and, and get out there and, 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 and make a difference. And so I think the big takeaway from today is, you know, yes, we, you know, we are a product of what we do, but we can also control not only our own image, you know, without trying to be um, inauthentic, but we can also control our image in the way that we interact with other people's posts and the kind of things that we post. And so basically social media is a tool that can be used to our benefit if we choose to do that, right? Yeah, and um, I teach a psychology of social media class and each semester that I teach it, uh, my, my goal is to really um, highlight so many bad things about social media that my students jaws drop sometimes like holy cow i never had any clue that things could get this bad and we do that first and then i highlight all of the amazing things that social media uh, can bring to people's lives some of the things we've already mentioned earlier today and i find that some of my students after they kind of look within themselves and do an analysis of, of their social media use, how it's impacting them, um, how it's impacting others. Some of them walk away and they're like, I never want to see this again. And others say, wow, this is pretty amazing. And they actually might use it more. And then I have some who kind of think, I really need to be more careful and um, more specific about how I'm using this. And so the, the way that I'm thinking about this, we have this, this, this Facebook whistleblower uh, which was kind of the reason I had this idea. And a friend of mine was like, I think I'm done. And uh, my my big concern was, but if the people who are using it for good leave, then we'll just be left with this tool um, that's being used by people who want to <laughs> cause chaos and hurt and that isn't going to be a really good thing for our society. And I concur 110%. So I think I think the big takeaway for my audience, whether it's a marketing audience or using it personally, is it helps to be intentional instead of reactive when it comes to being a social media user and consumer, right? Yeah. And that intentionality is, is really important. As you use a little bit of what we call metacognition, thinking about your thinking, if you kind of use a metadata to your own social media use and you're intentional about what you do, then I think you can uh, look at and balance out all of the challenges. Social media is not going to go away. Uh, society has changed because of social media and people are not going to change their behaviors to match you Um, if you decide to disengage. And you may need to, uh, but just recognize that the world will keep going on uh, without you there. And that may be just what you want. Um, It might not be. And for me, uh, I want to enact those changes in myself and in my use of social media that helps those tools to be beneficial to society. Brian, this has been awesome, and I'm sure people are going to want to follow you and read some of the stuff that you're posting and dig deeper into the research that you've done. If they want to get a hold of you or follow you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, there's um, they're, they're interested in the psychology of social media. Uh, there's a psychology of social media Facebook uh, 
page that I run uh, that, that's pretty interesting. And although with a new baby that just came, I uh, have not updated in a while. Um, there's brianKinghorn.com uh, where I update on uh, many of the things that I'm working on. Awesome. So, Brian, thank you so much for coming on and dropping some really thought-provoking bacon knowledge bombs on my peeps, man. It's always a pleasure talking with you, and I look forward to getting together again and, and just following in this journey of the evolution of social media and the psychology behind it. Well, thank you so much, Brian. It was a pleasure to be with you today, and all the best to you and your listeners. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>